0: Hey, besties, welcome to the Living Your Most Badass Life podcast, where our mission is to transform your life and help you become the most phenomenal woman you're meant to be. I'm Brianna, the founder of the Badass Book Besties, where we encourage a conversation around a love of books and learning so that you can make new friends and expand your thinking. I'm a lover of books, beers, traveling, and motivating women to live their dream life. Each week on this podcast, you'll be motivated and empowered to make positive changes in your life through intellectual conversations and interviews, how-to ideas, and insight from a variety of books. We celebrate the incredible and simple accomplishments women make every day. To be a badass woman means to be awesome, impressive, and worthy of admiration. So my goal is to help you see your true worth and build your self-confidence. If you're someone who wishes to be inspired by other women doing extraordinary things and want to be encouraged to live your most badass life then this is the podcast for you What's up, besties? Welcome to episode five, how to savor all that life has to offer and live with more intention. I am still in shock, my friends, that we are nearing the end of 2022. Like, seriously, where in the hell did the year go? I think it's so cliche to say, but seriously, it's true. I remember being back in high school and people saying, oh, life goes by so fast and it'll go by in a blink. And I'm like, yada, yada, yada. But now I'm in my late 30s and I think, Holy shit, it really did. It's like the Kenny Chesney song says. I turned on the evening news, saw an old man being interviewed, turning 102 today. Asked him what's the secret to life. He looked up from his old pipe, laughed and said, all I can say is don't blink. Just like that, you're six years old and you take a nap and you wake up and you're 25. Like, damn. So true, right? And I love how music can simply put something into perspective or help you see things in a new light. And damn it, man, that's the fucking truth, right? We spend our time working, building our lives, going through the day-to-day. That time just passes us by. And the next thing we know, we're in our late 30s and wondering, how the hell did we get here? Does anyone else feel that way? That you feel as though you remember some parts of your 20s, but then all the parts in the middle of some sort of smushed together and suddenly you're here at this new age? Uh, I really struggle with that a lot. The idea that I'm now at a time in my life when I want to ensure that I am exactly where I need to be and doing what I have always envisioned or dreamed of doing. (laughs) Hence why I'm here chatting on this podcast to all of you, speaking my voice to literally listeners all over the world, sharing what I know and learning even more along the way. And oh, what I wouldn't give to go back to my 20s knowing what I know now. I know they say not to have regrets as everything happens for a reason, but I sure wish I could just go back and relive it with how I think now. With my new mindset and way of thinking, I truly think I would have lived life with more intention and more gutso, as I'm sure so many of us say, but it's true. So whenever I get to the end of another year, I start thinking about what my plans are for the new year. You know, what goals do I wish to achieve? How do I wish to grow as a person, as a mother, as an entrepreneur? What new places would I love to visit? You know, one time I once wrote out a detailed list for each month and I was determined to go somewhere new or experience some adventure at least once a month. (laughs) Yeah, I can sometimes be a bit of an overachiever, but it was awesome planning out specific places or events I wanted to attend. I mean, I am always the kind that believes in trying to live your most badass life. I mean, that's the damn title of the podcast, right? But I know, it doesn't always happen that way. Sometimes life is a shit show and throws us for a loop. Now, if you're feeling like you're constantly loopy, you might want to put the liquor drink down and collect yourself. (laughs) Just kidding. But seriously, though. Life has a way of either being everything we wished for it to be or full of unfortunate surprises. It's all about understanding ourselves, what we truly want out of life, and how we choose to get there. Now, I personally love music, so if you need some quick inspiration to get back into the positivity groove, here are a few of my favorites. First, What a Wonderful World by Louis Armstrong. It's a song that just makes you appreciate all the simple pleasures of life, the blue skies, the faces of the people you meet, the beauty of a growing child. Next is Moment for Life by Nicki Minaj. These lyrics really hit home for me. I fly with the stars in the skies. I am no longer trying to survive. I believe that life is a prize, but to live doesn't mean you're alive. And then another line, because everybody dies, but not everybody lives. And I love that line so much. Everybody dies, but not everybody lives. Such a powerful statement to say that live your life with intention and really enjoy all that it has to offer. And so, of course, fittingly, Live Your Life by T.I. is next. He says, everybody right here, what you need to do is be thankful for the life you got. You know what I'm saying? Stop looking at what you ain't got and start being thankful for what you do got. Ah, and I love that one. And so of course, to finish it all off, I have It's a Great Day to Be Alive by Travis Tritt. Like hell yes. He says, it's a great day to be alive. I know the sun's still shining when I close my eyes. There's some hard times in the neighborhood, but why can't every day be just this good? Oh, of course, there are a ton more that I can list here. But We don't have all day, so let's get to today's incredible episode. On this episode, you're going to hear an interview from a workshop that I hosted, and I've talked about before on the podcast, where I had a workshop called How to Live Your Most Badass Life. I featured women who I knew would inspire others and who represented my core values, which I mentioned are being creative, outgoing, and spiritual, as in the woo-woo type of spiritual, authentic a reader of awesome books a bestie and just living life to the absolute fullest through these interviews i hope to inspire other women to fully step into their power and realize just how capable they are of doing whatever they put their mind to There were six incredible women that I had the sheer joy of interviewing, including myself, and I'll be sure to share that story here soon, and really what makes them so badass, how they blossomed into their lives and within their own skin and then provided actionable steps so that listeners could take charge of their own life because that's the important part is to learn what you need to from them, but then also have those steps where you can do the same thing in your own life. So if you haven't had a chance to listen to Amanda with Fats Painted Things from episode two, I highly recommend it. She is my best friend from middle school and the interview was just fucking awesome. They all were, of course, and I definitely plan on adding them to the podcast lineup in the next couple of months. I just highly recommend that one since it's already in the queue in episode two. I'll be sure to add her episode link for you to listen to in the show notes. The interview you'll hear today is from Jen with Drinking the Whole Bottle. Oh, Jen is incredibly uplifting and so inspirational. We discussed so much in this interview, how to savor all that life has to offer, hence the title of the podcast, while also enjoying the simple pleasures of life, to live life with intention, and to truly step into your power as a badass woman. She is known as a celebration mentor. Um, sounds pretty awesome, am I right? <laughs> and her goal is to help women add more fun to their life, home, and business. She supports them to be more confident, get more clarity, and help them make choices in the direction of the life they want. So whatever her clients are seeking, she helps them get there. Consider her the bestie who lovingly encourage you, encourages you to do things you don't want to do, but Afterwards, you're always grateful you did them. And don't worry, with Jen, you're always in good hands. And you can find out more about her at drinkingthewholebottle.com. So without further introduction, here is the interview with Jen from Drinking the Whole Bottle.
1: So hi Jen, I'm so excited. Jen is the owner of Drinking the Whole Bottle which I absolutely love and it works perfectly that I've lost my voice earlier in the week because I sound like a party girl and you are the ultimate party girl. So welcome Jen.
2: <laughs> I love that although it's it's funny because I think um I I don't know that I'm the traditional sort of party I guess I used to be at some point but now now I'm a 42-year-old party girl. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so that's your it, best life.
2: It also includes a lot of sleep
1: <laughs> and
2: <laughs> a lot of planning and schedules and soccer momming. So
1: we'll see that's living your most badass life because you're like, hey, I can party, but I'm still getting up in the morning to take my kids to school.
2: <laughs> no, you gotta be- it's about balance. <laughs>
1: yes. Yeah. So the first question I always love to ask is what makes you your most badass self?
2: Oh, gosh, it's such a good question. Um, And I was telling you before, like, I know, like, I think about these questions and my answer yesterday is different from what it would be today and probably what it would be tomorrow. Um, I, I feel like, and this is something I'm trying to teach my daughter and I'm realizing more and more that it's not as easy as I think it is. And my husband says it to me too, all the time is like really standing in who you are um, I had a, I had an easy time with that in middle school and in high school. And my husband is constantly like, that's rare. Like you're the weirdo. That's not something that like, that yeah. to a lot of people. Um, and I think I always just knew, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm sure part of it is a defense mechanism. I've thought this through in therapy many a times, <laughs> um, but it was really just kind of being like, no, I don't, I don't want to do that that doesn't sound like something that's in alignment for me. And that I didn't use words like alignment when I right, <laughs> was right, 17 yeah. years old. Um, but now I know that that's what it is, right? Like if things felt wrong or if things felt like that's just not something I want to do, I didn't have a problem being like, no, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Um, and I, I see it now with my kids. Like I, We have those conversations with them and we tell them like, it's okay to not want to do what other people are doing. It's okay to say no. It's as you know, like we have this mentality, I think often of like, say yes, try everything, but also like say no. When oh, you yeah. feel like you need to say no. And when you know in your soul that it's a no. Um, and I really think that that helped me so much in middle school and high school and just in my youth, but then also Um, you know, as you, as you grow up, you start to really see those things for what they are. And I feel like it really does make you a badass to just like stand in who you are and what you're comfortable doing and who you're comfortable being. Um, I don't think there's, I mean, that is your most badass version.
1: Oh, most definitely. And I love that you said, That in middle school, you accepted that because you're absolutely right. Your husband's absolutely right when he said like, wow, that's so different because I remember in middle school, I was so afraid of stepping into who I was. And even, even recently I've stepped more into being authentic and not being such a people pleaser, but it's really hard to break those things because you really want to be, you know, you really want to be, who you are but then you also want to be liked and I remember listening to this podcast recently that said that when you are a people pleaser you are manipulating the other person to see you as you wish to as you wished for them to see you and I was like oh shit yeah I'm not manipulating anybody anymore I'm like no because it was such a light bulb moment I thought okay everyone here I come because I'm not hiding anymore you know because being authentic is so Important, and we everybody always says, "Be yourself, be yourself." But then, so many of us hide that part of ourselves because we're so afraid of what somebody else might think. And
2: yeah, and I think like sometimes we don't even realize we're doing that, right? Like we hide ourselves, but like not because we're meaning to, but like you're saying, kind of to this sort of people pleasing. I understand, and I understand the phrase of people pleasing, but I think so often it's—I don't even know if it's that. Like I'm not trying to people please, but I want to be helpful and I want right. to be there for people. And I and I think there is a, a balance between when are you people pleasing and it's like manipulating, and when are you and maybe it's the same thing. I don't know. I, I feel like it's a constant question of of what that all is, right? Because even now that helps me in middle school and high school, but now as a as a mom. I'm still working on that, right? Like I still remember to stand in my power or my, you know, like who I am, all of that stuff. Like it's a never ending thing that you do every day, depending on the phase of life that you're in, whether it's a work situation or a family situation or a matrimonial situation. Like it is always just, you're constantly coming up against the how could I stand in who I really am um and not people please but it's just it's always it's a cycle
1: oh yeah and it's always constantly reminding yourself like wait a minute this is my life I can make decisions like even though whenever you have kids or whenever you get married like things change of course you know you decide what you're going to do based on what the collective wants to do but there's still that moment of oh I I think I do want to yeah, I'm going to go do that. Why, why did I even think like, what do you want to do? Because um, have you ever read the book Untamed by Glennon Doyle? Uh, yes. I think I saw you post about that okay. forever ago. And my gosh, there was a, a scene in that book where she talks about, she asked her daughter and her sons if they wanted something to eat. And she asked the sons and they're like, hell yeah, we want pizza. And then they asked the girls and the girls were like, um, do, are you guys hungry? And I'm like, oh my gosh, I have absolutely done that. I have absolutely yeah. looked to others for what I want, or to others to make sure it's okay. And it's just, how do we break through those those boundaries we set on ourselves?
2: Yeah. So it's, just, it's, a, it's a daily. It's not even daily. It's like momentarily. Is that a word? Momentary. It's like a yeah. momentary,
1: momentary. Momentary. Yeah. Momentary. Moment. Yeah. A moment to moment.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Question of. Like, how do I feel right now? What do I want right now? Like, is this, does this feel like something that feels right to me, feels good to me, like something I want to say yes to, Um, you know? And I, and I, I do think we're often so busy. We don't even ask, right? Like, I think that's a big problem too. We're so busy that we don't, we're just like, okay, I gotta go. Like, Running the kids to there, running to this, running to that meeting. Gotta, 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 That then you don't even have a moment to just kind of stop and ask yourself, like, is this even? What are <laughs> you doing? Like, is this even fun? Do I even like this? Why am I baking cookies for this thing? Like, what, what, and what's this for? Like, you don't even know. You're just on automatic. Um, and so I think you know, just kind of stopping and and asking that question moment to moment, day by day, week by week. Like my yeah. Which really
1: makes sense about what you said earlier. What makes when I asked about what makes your most badass self, because literally right now, my badass self is having an awesome interview with you. But then an hour from now my badass self is going to be making some really cool recipe with my kids or taking them to the library. Or maybe two days from now it's going to be my most badass self is sleeping in. I don't know. You know, so I really think whatever you are in tune to, to that moment, if you are feeling happiness and you're not feeling like you're doing something for other people that you don't want to do, then that you know is your highest self. So in regards to that, what do you hope people remember about you? What do you hope that, what legacy would you like to leave? Or what do you hope people really remember about you when they think of Jen?
2: I really, I mean, one is like, damn, she was fun. I definitely like the fun thing, the fun vibes. Yeah. Um, but on the deeper level of that fun vibe, uh, which I think is, it's a big part of where Drinking the Whole Bottle even started, was this idea of like, of helping making people feel welcomed, invited, right? Like I love for people around me when they're with me to feel like, oh, this is fun. Whether it's just a conversation like this or, we're, we're having a little happy hour later this afternoon with like some of our friends. And, um, you know, I just, I, I know often we can't in physically invite everyone but I feel like the emotional invite um, is really important and often missed. And I think as women, especially, we tend to find our group, we find our clique, we have our besties which is amazing. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. But then, you know, we don't consider the other people that are out there. And, I, and then I think it happens even on a on another level entirely when you become a mom, right? Of oh yeah. Well, the mo- like those moms that are friends, or like that group of moms that, and it's just like I feel like there could there is an emotional invite that's often missed that even though you can't physically invite you know, everybody to your home per se, there is a way to welcome people and to invite people and to make people feel included and like part of something and part of a community. Um, And that's kind of the deeper level of the fun for me, right? Because I feel like you genuinely have fun when you feel good and like welcomed and welcome to be you in a space and in a place, I don't think there's, a, I don't think that there's a more, there's more fun to be had, right? Cause it's not, it's not fun when you go somewhere and it's a good time, but you're pretending to be something, mm-hmm. right? There's a whole other level of fun when you go somewhere and it's like, oh, like this is a good time and I'm free to be who I am. And like, not just free to be, I'm like encouraged to be and welcome to be. And I'm invited into yeah. this place. And I feel that in my bones that I'm welcome here. And um, so those, I feel like those two go hand in hand for me. I would love to be remembered as somebody who's fun and who really like welcomed and invited and made people feel at home, both in this space
1: Absolutely. There
2: and in their person.
1: Well, absolutely. And it reminds me that when I heard a quote once that it says, when you step into your power, you allow other people to live their life authentically. And I think that I see a lot of that through your social media, like immediately when I met you a year ago, um, and when we did made to do this together, which is a business course with Kathy Heller. And I remember seeing your posts and being like, Oh my gosh, I want to hang with her. She is like, my internet best friend, you know, I wanna hang with her. And I feel like that is so important, especially in an online world to see people as they really are. And I would see you and I would see you doing things that I resonated with. Like I would see you drinking, you know, with your friends or I would see you curse. And I'm like, hell yes, I like her. (laughs) And it's funny because I had another conversation with a woman recently and she said she had met someone who said the F word and she said, I like her. She's, you know, she's authentic. She's really, you know, who she is. And I feel like you really represent that on social media. And so tell me the story behind your business. Like how did you get started? What inspired you to start your own business? What is drinking the whole bottle? You know, all of that good stuff.
2: Yeah. So give me one second. Cause I got to plug this in. Oh yes. <laughs> I oh, just, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. my battery's dying. Yeah. But it's right
2: here. Moved all of my setup upstairs. Cause my Parents are visiting and yeah. so office gets taken over here. Come on. Oh yes. No pups. Two pups and they like to bark it. Shh.
1: No. Like no. we just want to be next to you, mom. Stop it. They hear
2: like the dogs outside barking. Um, so yeah, drinking a whole bottle started, which is crazy for me to think about 12 years ago and it's, wow. uh, I know it's like a literally a lifetime ago.
1: But you're only like in your early twenties, right? I mean, <laughs> you know,
2: no, no, 42
1: proud of it. I'm like, yes. Is,
2: you know, I have to be one of those people that just like loves my birthday and so oh, yes. And all yes. that. Um, but no, so we started and, you know, it started the way I think a lot of things start, which is not planned <laughs> at all. Uh, but we were at the time, we moved to the Dominican Republic. We had just gotten married. My husband and I We got married in July. We moved to the Dominican Republic in August. I was pregnant and we had our first baby in October.
1: Oh, um, so it was like, boom, boom, boom.
2: It was a whirlwind of a year. It was 2011. Um, and so I really just started it as a blog and as a way for people back home to know what we were up to uh, kind of thing. Yeah. and the. The title of it itself came from this quote by Paolo Coelho, who is, I don't know if you've heard of the book, The
1: Alchemist. Yes. We actually read it in our book club back in October last year. And it was so, just so intriguing. The concepts, the idea. I mean, I love the quote, when you want something, the universe Inspired. inspires everything to make you get it or something. And I'm like, hell yes. Love it. Uh, that book, I mean,
2: that book was, um, and this is years ago, like even before I met my husband, just the catalyst of a lot of stuff for me. Um, so it's definitely one of those books that when people graduate or some big moment is happening in their life, I'm like you gotta read the alchemist. Absolutely. And it's you know, it's also, I feel like it's also one of those cult things, like people either love it and are, and feel about it the way that I do, or they're, Just like I don't understand. Oh,
1: absolutely! We had members of the book like wait. Of course, I don't want to give it away, but at the end, they're like, "What? Seriously?" And then other people were thinking, "Oh, I see what you did there, and I love it. I I was right there with you the whole time, and I I feel like I was kind of in the middle because there was parts where I'm like, "Mm, "I'm not so sure," and then other times where I thought, "Oh." writing down all of these quotes because they're just inspirational after inspirational.
2: No, it's, it's just like chock full of quote after quote, I feel like in that book. Um, But he has, he's one of my favorite authors and he has another quote that, and I always botch it up but it's like, accept what life offers you, try to drink from every cup. Some wines should be sipped, others should be tasted, but with others drink the whole bottle. And... I had heard that quote before because I had read the book that it came from and there was just, it just hit different Um, when we moved to the Dominican Republic and I was trying to figure out like, what am I gonna call this blog or, right? Like, but I knew it was really about that. It was accepting everything, trying everything, knowing that some things are just not gonna be your flavor and some things are gonna be like bitter and not tasty, but then the other things, that you do enjoy and that you do love, like you just have to drink that up and savor it all. Um, but I loved the, com- I loved the, it's not really a combination. I, I loved how in that one quote, it's this idea of like accepting and embracing it all, right? Because that's yeah. really what life is. We're not gonna stop the bad, the negative, the painful. We can't stop that. So we just have to do our best to accept it, embrace it in the way that we can but then really savor and enjoy the stuff that feels good. Um, And so kind of putting that together, I had read that quote, I started this blog and so the blog became drinking the whole bottle. Um, And then, you know, it's hard to tell chicken and the egg kind of thing. Did I then start living that kind of life because I was writing about that life or did I write about that life because I was, it really started from there and then you know the a big part of it was was the writing piece that's always been the the passion and I feel like the the true part of what I want to do in life and is sort of share those messages um I am a, a writer in my soul till the till yes. the end yeah um, and so, you know, really started there. And then in combination with my husband and I really like to plan a lot of fun stuff.
0: Yeah.
2: We do like theme parties and we've started these pub quizzes, um, which during the pandemic, we kind of brought that online and we were doing these virtual happy hours and we would have, we would teach people to mix cocktails but then we'd also have these rounds of trivia and, it, you know, kind of putting all of the stuff together that we've talked about, it was really, about inviting people, welcoming people into a space, having fun, um, you know, mixing up cocktails because I do love the drinks and the wine and all of that. Right, but it, right. You no, know, but it's it's meant to be. I think people often are like, "Oh, drinking the whole bottle," like they think I'm like a lush. <laughs> um, see, I
1: hear that, and I'm like, "Hell yes, let's drink together!" Um, like then I don't have to feel so bad if I'm like, "Did I just finish that whole bottle?" It's okay. Someone <laughs> says drink the whole bottle, so. She's-
2: yeah, like, you know, I think people hear it and they, they're just like, oh, she's either like, ha- she has a drinking problem or she's a lush or something, but it's always like there is a deeper meaning behind it. Um, and that's, that's obviously my writer self that comes through. Like there is a deeper meaning always. And it is about, you know, uncovering what that deeper thing is, right? Like, I like to say that drinking the whole bottle is a confession, but also a metaphor for life. Right. Yeah. Uh, And just about kind of taking it all down.
1: Definitely. And so (laughs) from the blog in writing that, you know, which came first, either the excitement for life or the writing about it from there, where have you expanded to? So what are the different aspects of your business that, you know, really bring you the most joy and what do you do with that blog along with that?
2: Oh, there's been so much and I feel like there's so much change happening, um, you know, during the pandemic, I was trying to figure out how to pivot, navigate whatever the heck was happening. And so a lot of that became online stuff when we were doing mm-hmm. this virtual happy hours and we were doing it in a way that there was like one a month that we were calling our open quote unquote open bar. And so those were just kind of whoever wanted to, whoever signed up and wanted to come, um, could, and we would send them a playlist and we would send them the ingredients and the Zoom link and all of that. And then we would meet on like a Friday night, um, yeah. and dance and laugh and make drinks and have a good time. And then I was also doing that as more of like a private party kind of thing. Like a lot of people were trying to figure out how to celebrate their 50th birthday or an anniversary or yeah. um, like Christmas work parties. That was a, those were super fun uh, virtual yeah. hours. And then, you know, from there, part of, it it wasn't really related to that, but then I started this um, like personal growth book club that was called The Collective Poor. And again, that was, you know, we'd have like a little, a wine or a cocktail that we kind of paired with each book. Um, But it was also coming from this deeper place of like I love to have fun, but I also like to have very serious, deep conversations about who we are and what we want and how we get better and how we grow. Um, and so that was, you know, a kind of strand off of the drinking the whole bottle brand. Um, I started coaching, and it, it's a lot of it, it's sort of this balance of it's not quite business coaching, mm-hmm. but it, it it it's a combination of. Um, sort of new entrepreneurs who know and feel like they want something different, but they're not sure where to start, how to think. They don't even know that they can really get out of a place that they are right now. Like it just seems impossible. And so it's sort of this combination of, yes, we talk about your business and what you can do and how you can move forward. But also what I find to be the more important part is the sort of confidence behind it, right? Um, because I I think more often than not people who wanna do something different, the only reason that they don't is because they don't know that they can. And often they just need somebody in their corner to be like, yes, you can. And let's celebrate your wins and let's celebrate your successes. And you've already come so much further than you think you have. You're just not yes. noticing it. Um, okay. And so it's really the, the coaching part is that balance mm-hmm. of, you know, I, I know that you want help figuring out what business to start and where to start, but also let's deal with the other stuff that is probably the, the bigger, heavier stuff, which is even changing your mindset to to move into a different place. Um, because Absolutely. So often, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that's kind of, those are the things that I, I've been working on. And then recently it's um, kind of thinking about what the next pivot and what the next uh, big thing business idea is. I have a few things that I'm working on. It's awesome. Yeah. And, you know, I've always wanted to do retreats. So that's something that I'm kind of thinking of for the future. And then on a more, on a less big sort of level um, or platform, uh, a sort of like 31 day, or like a month series of how to kind of live that bigger uncorked savor everyday life and it would really just be like little tidbits or activities exercises fun things that people could do on a daily basis right for a for a certain amount of time that then it's just like oh right it doesn't have to be a ginormous step I don't have to move to Mexico
1: right right I can do a small little change right now. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. You know, I do get that a lot where people are like, yeah, but you live in Mexico and you moved abroad. And so of course your life is an adventure and it's awesome and it's fun all the time. And, you know, it's, it, it's not true <laughs> like it is. Yeah, it's true that we live in Mexico, um, but we take our kids to school every day. We go grocery shopping, we pay bills, we pay the rent for our right. house. We walk our dogs. We pick up their poop. Like
1: our life You're is still human basic. beings. Yeah,
2: yeah, exactly. it's basic, and so it is just teaching people to see and understand that living that big, savorful life starts with things, little things that you can do daily, making decisions towards that life that, yeah, know, that you know that adventure. Um,
1: Absolutely. And I think it takes having just like you mentioned earlier with with your coaching, having the permission, because sometimes people feel like I want to do this, I want to do that. And they feel like they have to get permission to do it. And it's so important to just have that person in your corner that's like, go, go, go forth, little bird. You can do it. And, you know, just like with the example from Untamed, you know, we all look to each other to say, is it okay?" That I that I savor this. Can I go do this? And I think we all start somewhere. So a lot of times people will see someone's highlight reel and think, but how did they get? You know, I can't, I'm not there, but everything is a process. And I love the example of like, we didn't all jump out of the womb ready to go. And you know, we all had to learn to walk, we all had to learn to read. We all started from the same place and you can get there too. And I think that's what's most important is to share that.
2: Mm-hmm. Because so
1: often there's a lot of negativity behind. Well, look at her. Look at her. She's doing it. I can't do that. And then I just want to say, no, stop. You can yes. totally do that. You can totally do it. You just need to get there. Surround yourself with people. So, what do you think really inspires you or motivates you? Like, I know one of them is um, listening to a, an awesome song in the morning that you know really jumpstarts me. But what do you feel like inspires you or pushes you forward to? let go of those self-limiting beliefs
2: oh um yeah music is a big one um you know i have a, a few little the the sort of morning ritual practices that i like to do as often as i can i'm not you know i not pretend that i'm one of those people who like right. everything religiously i get up and i do these things yeah um, I started a couple years ago, you know, I, I would have these recurring dreams. Like there's certain dreams that you have over and over again. I don't know if you do, but I have a bunch.
1: Um, Sometimes I wish that I did. When people talk about them, I'm like, what do I yeah. need to do to get a recurring dream? But only the good ones, not the ones that are like. Yeah, scary. well, I started to
2: like really um, break down. Like I had heard somewhere somebody say something like, well, don't just look at your dream for like what happened in it. Like what were the emotions that you felt or again I, I live in metaphors like what did that so what did that mean in the dream I for example I had this one where I uh was at a party and I knew I was at a party but I was in the bathroom and I had a bag and I had to get dressed for the party and I was like putting on my outfit and I was ready but I felt like I wasn't but I like I didn't feel like I was ready enough to go out to the party so I just kept trying to get ready and yeah. trying to get dressed and then eventually I started to feel in the dream that like the party was ending and I still hadn't gotten out there
1: oh ah, I can yeah. see the metaphor ah, yes.
2: and so yeah. when I woke up and I started to process really that dream and what it meant I was like oh my god I'm spending too much time getting ready for something that I'm missing the
0: whole thing Oh, that's such a good dream,
2: right? But it wasn't, that's the thing is that in the dream, I felt a lot of anxiety and I felt like I wasn't enough and I felt like I wasn't ready to get out there. And so I kept just messing with my dress and my lipstick and my makeup and never getting out there. So the dream felt really shitty. And then when I woke up, I thought like, I need to, I journaled it out. So I do a lot of, I'll do a lot of that journaling in the morning. Um, because I know that there's usually some kind of nugget in whatever dream I've had. Right. Um, and so particular one when I, and it was, it was when I started to write it out, right? Cause you start to write out the details. I was in the bathroom and I had my bag and I just couldn't, you know, I was trying to get ready but I felt like I wasn't ready and then the party was. At. And when I started to write all those things down, that's when I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> like that's what my subconscious is trying to tell me. Um, So, you know, that, that's kind of one of the things I do. I, and I feel like it is really helpful because again, we are so busy that how often, how often do we wake up and jump out of bed and get started with our day? And then we don't think about the dream that we had, or we don't even give ourselves a moment to wake up and be thankful for the day, be thankful we've woken up, be thankful, right. you know, like look out your window. I have this like beautiful palm tree outside of my window that I could miss every single day. If I just jump out of bed with like the day's agenda. Oh yeah. Day's
1: just two. on autopilot and just going through life. And sometimes you'll sit back and go, wait a minute did I, did I like, how did I miss all that? You know, or even things in your home, sometimes I'll be surprised. I'll look at something and say, oh my goodness, I have not looked at that picture in my home, or I have not looked at the quote that I have on the wall. And I think sometimes just taking an inventory of your life and saying, hey, I just want to savor this moment because it is go, 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 (laughs) you know? And so how do you feel like sometimes, do you feel like you have a really good balance of work and life or fun stuff? Like, do you feel like you balance everything pretty well? I, I do
2: now. Um, but I know that that has come with age and process and yeah. what I'm doing. Like, you know, go, sort of going back to the question before of the inspiration of things, like a lot of it is I I think about my kids often more so my daughter, just because women and girls and, you know, how, how much we, how far we've come and how far we've yet to go. Um But, you know, they're looking at me like, well, dad has a quote unquote normal job. Like, what do you do? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like do all the things. Um, but I want them to see somebody who turned something out of what they had right like when we moved to the Dominican Republic I was a teacher when we lived in New Jersey and when we moved to the Dominican Republic I was pregnant but I also wanted to start writing um, you know and so I so I didn't go into the classroom I didn't get a job as a teacher the way that my husband did and there were so many people and a couple in particular that were like Oh, like how's this cute little bloggy blog doing or how, no. oh. it was so, and it was so condescending.
1: Oh, the haters uh, can kill a dream yeah. so fast.
2: It was very condescending and it definitely made you feel like crap sometimes. Right. But I knew what I wanted and I didn't know how I was going to get there, but I, I knew what I wanted and whether or not that had to do with like making a shit ton of money, I knew I wanted to write. I knew I wanted to make a difference with what I was saying, right? And so I kept sort of moving that forward, and and you know, it's it's been a snake, right? It's just moving, and it's never stayed in one place. It's not a straight line. Maybe roller coaster, I think, is one people use a lot, and not a roller coaster in the ups and the downs, but more so just like it's not a it's not been a straight line. Um, yeah. But it is, you know, I want my kids to see. That they can really do. We say that a lot, but it's like I want them to know if you decide to have a real job, like your "quote unquote" real job, like right. your dad, yeah, yeah, not real, but like traditional, maybe um, that's possible. And if you want to make your own way, that's possible too.
1: Absolutely. And there's so many, so many nuggets that I got from what you just said. And one of them is like thinking about how just because someone does it differently doesn't make it wrong. And so often people are like, no, no, no. You yeah. have to go to college, then you need to get a career and then you need to get married, have a white picket fence, 2.5 kids, you know, that whole thing. And it's like some people's lives can be so different. And I think about how when I was a teacher as well, and then I became a school counselor and I used to love the whole college and career aspect. Like I just need to help people feel like they what they want to do with the rest of their lives. And as I've really started to break away from you know, my educational background and really look at my children, I think, no, 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 no. I don't want to focus on what they're going to do with their lives. I want to focus on who they're going to be in their lives and like not be so focused on what they want to do as a job, because the jobs that you and I have, if we would take a career interest inventory, it's not going to say, you should be a blog writer. Or <laughs> you need to have the, you know, it wouldn't say that. It would just say like, oh, you need to to write books. You're an author. You want to be a teacher. This much. And I feel like nowadays I love the beauty of doing something different than the norm. And you're absolutely right as well with some of those haters, because I remember telling certain people, oh, you know, I had a blog once and they would say, Nobody reads (laughs) blogs anymore, Yeah, you know, or what are you doing? And I would think, what is so wrong with doing something different? Why is it so wrong to try something that we are passionate about? And I even think of those people who want to follow a dream that might not make a lot of money. And I'm like, who the hell cares? You want to be an artist? Go out there and create some badass art. You want to be a writer? Go out there and create an amazing blog who gives a shit, let them be who they wanna be. You know, like it's just.
2: Oh, and it's so important to beyond just, you know, living authentically to yourself. And we kind of, we touched on this before of the mm. idea of art is, an art in all of the spectrums, right? However, However your creativity comes out, whatever that is, writing, painting, drawing, like whatever kind of art it is, right? Um you never have any idea who you're reaching with your voice, with your art, with your words, with your creativity. Right. So when you look at it in that in that way, it's so much more invaluable than the money that you're making. Granted, you want to balance both, right? Like we need to make money to some degree. Um, I think we could probably do with less than we actually think we can, but that's a whole other subject. Um, absolutely. The comments and the people that I've met on this journey since doing drinking the whole bottle, like I've had, um, I did a, I wrote a post once about breastfeeding when I had in the beginning of when I had had my kids, and it was called "When Breastfeeding Isn't Best Feeding," and then it was on the Huffington Post, and I had like so many people that reached out and were like, "Thank you for saying this," because I felt like dot dot dot, right? The worst okay. one ever because I can't breastfeed. The this, the that. Everybody's telling me that it's natural, but it's not coming natural, right? And so. That was so invaluable to me because I, because it makes you realize that by, like you said before, by shining your light, you allow others to shine their light. And that's what art and that's what creativity and that's what living fully and authentically and the whole bottle like really is about, right? Because it is, if I allow myself to be seen, now I'm allowing you to be seen. And that is so important.
1: And I, I just love everything you've said so much because one thing could change the trajectory of someone else's life. I mean, there have been multiple times where somebody said one comment, either negative or positive, and it just changed everything. You know, it just say, you know, so you never know what impact you're going to have on someone else's life. And you never know what you're going to impact just by a comment or something you create or something that you do. and. I definitely feel when it comes to you sharing about the breastfeeding, Uh, I actually had a post too about breastfeeding and how I was so annoyed when people sexualize it. And, you know, I remember when I was breastfeeding and I would feel kind of nervous because I didn't want to show off. And I'm like, and the second kid, I'm like, Nope, here's my boob here's my boob. And I had more than one person say something sexualized to me, like, oh, let me jump on the other one or, you know, something ridiculous. And I think it makes you think it's okay. You know, I'm literally feeding my child. Like, you know, it's, it's just so interesting. The things that people, they believe one way and you cannot change their perspective. That's what they believe and, you know, and it's just, I, that's why when you really meet somebody who is absolutely in their person, you just want to be with them. You're like, you just made me feel like I can be okay with who I am, you know? And I just, I absolutely love that.
2: Yeah, no, it's, it is. And it's something that you, we don't see that often because it is like, we're afraid to like, well, what if I do this and then they don't like me? Or what if I sit? And it's just like, at some point you got to let it all go because yeah. you're not going to change those minds. And that's okay. Those right. are the minds you're there to change. You're there for the other people. Exactly. Um, and I, you know, I'm in this um, sort of creative group um, that I started a couple weeks back. And there was an example that some guy, um, one of the other participants <laughs> in- saying, I forgot who it was. It was a, a recording artist, some musician that like their music saved his life. Like he literally was considering
0: suicide
2: Ugh. and this person's music saved his life. Like what if Ugh. that musician had never put right. out that shit? Yeah. Like that's the kind of stuff then that is also the inspiration going sort of back to what we were talking about. Like that inspiration is like, whose day am I making better today? Whose life and whether I know it or not, because you might not know it right. but whose day whose life am i making better by putting out the words i want to put out by coaching the people that i want to coach right and and being there and shining that light and cheerleading and and all of that um whatever it is that you want to do there is somebody out there who needs who needs what you have and if you're Absolutely. not you know if you're not putting it out there think about the people who aren't getting what you can give them and I think that is such an inspiration to like keep showing up
1: yes and it reminds me I'm recently reading um big magic with Elizabeth Gilbert and, uh, and I recently read to, before? Uh, yes we've read um, city of girls I read eat pray love and recently it was such a badass experience but she actually came to my city and did a writing workshop And she was like, so close to me. And I'm like, oh my God, I love you. She's just fabulous. And I love that book because it really talks about how, you know, be creative, never stop being creative, no matter what it is. And just because you need to share that, you need to have other people see that excitement. And there's so much, and you don't have to create these amazing things. And she talks about authors in there where one of them, I think it was the author who wrote Catcher in the Rye. I think she stopped writing after that book because yeah, she, she couldn't it. step, and she was worried. At, well, this was Elizabeth Gilbert's, you know, thought process. She said, "What if she stopped because she didn't think that she could get to that level again?" And it's like, okay, create mediocre shit. It's fine. Just never stop creating. Never stop doing something that you love.
2: Yeah, and it, you know, and it's so hard. It's so hard, right? Like we get into our heads. And we think like, well, I just want to create like perfect, amazing stuff all the time. When more likely than not, the people that you are attracted to are the people who are just messy and real and who are like showing you who they really are. And like, yes, there are certain things, you know, like I, I have this conversation on Instagram a decent amount where it's like, here are some really beautiful things but also what mm. you should know is like, this is a shit show usually, and this yeah. is not just how it is. And I do like to show the like shit show pictures because that's the truth of life. Like right. it's, you're not, it, life is not filtered. It is not, you know, it's, it's not beautiful all the time. I know Glennon Doyle often says like, it's brutal, right? It's like brutal, yeah. and brutal at the same yeah. time. Um, but that's, you know, again, that's, that's the whole thing. That's the whole bottle. It is the sweet, Absolutely. the bitter, everything in between. And to pretend that it's not is just like you're doing yourself a disservice. You're doing everybody else a disservice. And it's yeah. really funny because the three, like my, those top, those three <laughs> books that we've talked about, like the Alchemist, Big Magic and Untamed, <sighs> those three for me are like, those are it. Like they touch so many big important things. Um, So it's really funny that the three of those have come up today.
0: Yeah,
1: absolutely. And that was going to be one of my questions is what are your three favorite books? And I love that because those books, if you hadn't have read those, your life might have been different in some way. And so if it wasn't for those authors sharing that message, would you have gotten that message eventually? Because I know in big magic ideas out there. Somebody just has to grab it, which is such a cool woo woo thing to think about. But it's like, if somebody else would somebody else have created that, you know, or did I need to hear their message? Because, you know, books and podcasts and people change you in so many different ways. And it's like, no, 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 you have to share it. You, you absolutely have to share and be authentic. And so I feel like in our conversation, you kind of talked about this, but how would you define success? Is it that stepping into your power and being who you are? You feel like that's what makes you successful, or how would you define it?
2: Gosh, I it's it's hard to define. Like I I think it's something you feel, like I like it's what I feel right now. And it's not, you know, again. Talk to me two hours from now. <laughs> it might not feel that way. Um, I feel like it's it's something that you need to feel. Like I physically feel it almost in my body. It's like this line, this strong something that goes down the front of my body when I feel it. Yeah, And it's usually because I'm living in alignment with all of the things that I value. Um, we did this... Um, I've I've done the monthly book club, but then I did a sort of longer term book club with another coach friend um, where we did, it was a, gosh, it was called like the road to happy. I'm I'm totally botching the title of the book right now, but it's like, it was this six week sort of experience. And so we did a book club, where we met every week for six weeks and we would talk about the book, but we would talk about like different activities and exercises and stuff like that. And one of the exercises that we did was having people list their top five values, right? And we had this mm. we have long list, like I, I don't even know, 50, 60, 80 different values. And you had to go through and pick out the five that you think were your biggest values. And then what we talked about during that was often when we feel like we are not in success, it's because we're living outside of those five, of those, and maybe it's not five, maybe it's 10, maybe it's three, but like we're living outside of those values, right? So if my values are, I can't even think of what mine were now, but it's like, so I mean, but I kind of know, right, it would be like celebration, creativity, community. If I'm living outside of that, most likely I feel like crap. Yeah, most likely I'm not happy because I'm not leaning into the things that I know make me, right? And, and what's beautiful about that is that if I ask my husband what his five are, there's no way he's going to have, we might share one, but we're not going to share yeah. all five, right? And so then that, I mean, that's helpful then even in terms of just like understanding relationships with people, right? That if- yeah if one of his is independence and I'm constantly trying to knock against that, I don't, but like if I did, that's a problem because that's one of his core values. And so it's just, you know, I I think that is maybe the best definition of success because I do feel like it's something that you feel. It's not something that you could say, oh, well, I have the house, I have the car, I have the kids, I have the husband our marriage is solid. We communicate like those things are true. Yeah. But I don't think if I listed those things out, I would feel successful. Right. right. Success is more of something that I feel. And I think that you feel it when you know what your values are and you live into those values and you don't try to like live into somebody else's
1: list of values. Yeah. And I think like when you think about that list of values, it reminds me of the you know, you are the five people that you spend the most time with. And Mm -hmm. it's like, if you look at your values and you're unhappy, are you living to those values? So if you think, well, one of my values is traveling, well, are you traveling? Okay. Well, how come you're not traveling? Let's take a look at that. Well, if you're not traveling because you think it might be expensive. Okay. Well, where do you want to travel to? Can you go somewhere that's near to your house? Can you live in your, I once heard a quote too, that said, be a tourist in your own life. And I said, shit, I am so not, I don't even know things going on in my own town. But when I go visit somewhere, I'm like, okay, what are the hottest restaurants? What are the things to do? But then in your own town, be a tourist, like, you know, have that value. And I think that's so important to remember that because some people think, well, you know, I value, I value these things, but I'm just not happy. Well, are you living up to those things that you value, you know? And, I think that's an important lesson to really evaluate yourself is to look at those. What are you willing? And are you spending your time accordingly? So if you really value food, are you spending your time enough with food? Because some people have like a negative image of food or, you know, one of my values is um, spending time with friends and whenever the pandemic happened and then I became a stay at home mom, I'm like, why am I so unhappy about things? And then I realized, Because I'm not spending time with people, I am staying at home. I haven't gone anywhere. I need to be surrounded by people. Like this is what brings me joy. And so when you take that moment to evaluate it, it can make all the difference.
2: Well, and I think you said something in there too that I think is really important. That a a lot of times we miss is (laughs) breaking things down. And I want to also add like this idea of like fluidity to things. Um, I think. Like you were, we were talking about the, let's say somebody's value is travel, but they're not traveling and why aren't they traveling? And I think, again, this goes back to the living in Mexico thing. Like, I think a lot of people think the big picture, the big idea, well, I'm not traveling because like, I can't afford to go to Europe. Who said you have to go to Europe? Right that's not what traveling means. Like we have this one idea in our mind of what something is. And if we can't do that, that we failed. This is not a success. I don't have the money to travel to Europe and I want to go for the month. And so that's it. It's over. No, it's not like I, we do plenty of like weekend travels. Um, I love a staycation, like put me in a hotel for a night. And I feel like the most luxurious self possible. The hotel could be like 20 minutes down the road. Like why does it need to be Europe? Why does it need to be Mexico? And that, I think we do that with many aspects of our life, right? That it's like, well, if I haven't written the book, if I haven't published the book, then failure. Yeah. (laughs) Why can't you just be a writer who like wrote a blog post? Why can't you be a writer who shares your message on Instagram in captions or on Twitter with 180 characters like that, right? right? And and so that idea of fluidity, I think we need to be able to know what our values are, know what we want, but then also get out of our own way and be fluid with what all of those things actually mean right like you don't have like you aren't happy in your marriage let's say it's like okay but like what because what does that marriage look like is it this one idea that you're holding on to well can you tweak a small piece of that like can you go on a date night tonight not like right like you don't have to go away on some like Couples retreat, we away tonight. Start right. with one small step and then move from there, right? And I, I think when we break it down, when we make things more fluid, when we see that like writing and that's, you know, that's the one that I come back to a lot. Like when I see that writing doesn't mean only publishing a book, it could mean so many other things. Like let it mean so many things. Right.
1: And I think when you mentioned about we were talking about success earlier and how some people relate that to money, it's like somebody once asked me, you know, they said, how much do you want to make? And I gave them a number and they said, "Okay, well, why? What would you what would you be able to do with that? What are your monthly expenses? You know, that sounds like a a really high number compared to, you know, what your actual expenses are. And I think there's this idea that success is defined to some people as being a millionaire that you have to be a millionaire to be happy, like live the millionaire lifestyle. And then it's funny because if you take a step back and go, well, what do I want to spend my money on? Well, if I know I'm not a grandiose person and not going to drive a really expensive car or need to live in this expensive house, you know, what do I need to purchase? Okay, cool. Then let me scale that back to what I actually need to make, because people have this idea in their head that you're not successful unless you have just money flying out the window. And I think that of course you want to live in abundance, but abundance doesn't have to mean just cash flow. It could just be that you live an abundant life that you give freely, um, free love to your children. Not free love, that sounds funny, but you freely love your children and you freely live, like that could be successful, you know? And wasn't the John Lennon quote where he said, um, uh, what do you want to be when you grow up? And he said, happy, mm-hmm. you know, like I just want to be happy. You know, and so I think with all of this, it's been such a great conversation. What do you feel like is one small change our viewers and listeners could really make today to live in a more intentional, badass way? Like, what's something they could do today to make the biggest change? Because, of course, we've said a whole bunch of different ideas and I love all of them so much. But is there something that you always recommend or that you always try to give someone is, hey, here's that little piece that you could do?
2: Um, yeah, I, I think, I mean, going back to this idea of the, of this small thing, I I've said this a lot to people <laughs> and it's this idea that we think, you know, we, we wait a whole year for that two week vacation and live the other 50 weeks, like out of intention, out of alignment, busy, all over the place, unfocused. And then, and then those two weeks, we're going to live them that- well yeah when it's like it really should be flip-flopped right or not even flip-flopped like it should be those those 52 weeks of your year should be the vacation that idea of like live a life you don't need a vacation from um so I feel like that's that's a thought that I always remind people of of like stop living for the weekend stop living for the two-week vacation like what are you doing on that two-week vacation that you can't do now like granted no you're not flying to cancun or something but there is a mentality of how you live on vacation or how you live when you're having the most fun that you can bring to your everyday yes uh, so that thought is a piece that i like people to think about and maybe switch that mindset and then on a more practical level um i feel like i live in the most drinking the whole bottle self when I, and when it first started happening, I didn't realize like what it was. And then I started to put words behind it and understand what was happening. Um, but there were a bunch of times when we, we were living in the Dominican Republic and it still happens now, but like we were, this is when I first started to really notice it. We were living in the Dominican Republic. We were um, having a sort of like Friday happy hour with a bunch of friends. Uh, we uh, we actually my husband and I talked about it on I think it was like episode one of our of our podcast yeah where he was like let me just remind you though that where we were sitting was not necessarily a really nice spot like it was some it was a cliff but it was like where horses went and like pooped and fishermen were fishing and like it wasn't you know yeah we made it this like fun happy hour spot we would tailgate and we would have like the back hatch of our car open and friends would be playing cornhole and we'd be having, you know, music would be playing out of one of the cars or another friend would be like strumming the guitar. Um, And I remember sitting in the back of my car, the hatch was open and I had a a couple people around me and we were talking and laughing. And I kind of like almost this, it wasn't an outer body experience because that sounds crazy. What's that? You know, like that's not exactly. Yeah, yeah. I kind of like sat, out of out of my situation, I guess, and took a look at what was going on around me. And it was like right in front of me were friends and they were laughing and we were telling stories and just sharing time together. And then over here this guy was playing the guitar and over here this group was laughing and you know sharing a bottle of wine. And then over there the sun was setting and I took this moment to sit in everything that was happening and I was like wow this is it this is it like this is what the whole thing is about
1: I have arrived yeah
2: and there's been moments after that where that that happens and I and now I'm more conscious about it right so um, when we're hanging out with friends or when we were at, we were this past week, we were at a Lucha Libre wrestling match. um, Like I sat there, it was crazy. It was like these guys with masks and doing all the wrestling moves and right. Like such a crazy experience. But I sat there and I was like, I am living in Mexico, watching Mexican wrestling, with my son to the left and like my parents to the right. And we were with a group of friends. And so my husband was sitting there with our friends and, you know, I just, you just take in the whole moment. And it's really hard when you're taking in that whole moment, because what your mind is doing is like listing out all of the amazing things that are happening right then. It's really hard to not see your life as a success yeah. when you do that. And so that on a practical level, like even do it at dinner tonight. Like yeah. whoever's listening, when you sit down at dinner tonight, like look around at the table, like who's there at the table with you? Or what are you eating? Or maybe maybe you don't have like a table full of kids and it's loud and people are talking, but maybe it's like, maybe you light a candle and you have this beautiful meal and it's quiet and it's silent. Like any moment that you sit in like that changes the whole thing.
1: Oh, just being more present and, and really focusing on that. Cause that's one of the things they recommend if you ever have like a panic attack or something is you take an inventory of what's in your area. So it really mm-hmm. makes sense to say that. And it just reminds me of the movie Click. Have you ever seen that with Adam Sandler?
2: No, it's the remote control one. Though, right? Yes.
1: And That is such, if you really watch that movie for more than just what's being presented, he basically speeds past the things that he doesn't want to do. And then, of course, he ends up becoming, this isn't a spoiler alert, but he ends up becoming an old man and his whole life was sped forward. And I thought, oh, no, do not wait for the weekend. Do not wait for the um, workday to be over. Do not wait for the big event. Make today the big event. And yes. sometimes we keep forgetting about that. And it's really hard to live life like that sometimes. Like we'll say, oh, make sure you tell everyone you love them all the time. Make sure you always do this. Make sure you live life with intention, which is really hard. But when you do that, it makes all the difference. Like it's just when you experience life and say, it's okay that today was a shitty day. Let me evaluate what I liked about it. You know, what lessons did I learn from it? Or just being intentional. I think that's so important. Don't fast forward through the bad parts or wait. I, and that's why I actually hate, not hate, but dislike when people say I can't wait. I'm like, mm-hmm. no, 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 you can wait. You, you can enjoy the the two weeks until our vacation or enjoy it. You know, if you're at work and you're not happy and you can't wait for the end of the day, is there another job that you can have? Or can you view this job differently? Do you need to change your mindset?
2: I had um one of my, one of the clients that I had was um, trying to figure out what her next move is, but she was in this job, yada, yada. The, one of the best compliments that I got at the end of working together, she was like, Actually, I actually don't mind my job so much anymore. Like she's like, I'm realizing all of the sort of a, abundance and benefits that I get from this job in relationship to whatever it is that I want to do, right? And that's because you've stopped waiting for the big event, Yeah. right? This is the big event. The right. whole thing is happening right now. Yeah. And you're so busy waiting for like, when am I going to like this more? When am I going to do more? When am I going to be more? When I'm going to like that you're missing the whole thing. Right. And so right. it is if you look at it as if this is the big event, yeah. I think you start to you start to look at it differently, right? And it's not, you know, I think often we make things harder than it is. Like you you can probably get a different job. A lot of people will Push back and say that's not true. Like, da, da, da. Yep. I think you probably can. Number number one. Yeah. Um, yeah. But even if it, even if you're not ready for that, what is it that you can do at work today to change either the tasks that you're doing or the mentality or the mindset that you have around what you're doing? Because that's always possible.
1: Yeah, and I think just evaluating what is it that you want, and there's an activity even that. I've heard of where you write down, what is it that you want? What time do you want to wake up in the morning? Do you want to drive to work? Do you want to work from home? What would you be doing in your day? And some people might say, oh, I would just sit at home and do nothing. But we know that that's not what people really want to do because they want to have some value in their life. Well, hopefully they do, but just take a moment, journal. What do I want? You know, and then you might realize, oh, I realize I didn't even want this part of what is it that I don't like about my job? Oh, it's this part. Or, you know, what is it that I don't like about this relationship? Well, what do I want? And I a friend. What do I want of my husband or wife? Or what do I want? Because being unhappy might mean that you just aren't analyzing what you really want. And if you're actually getting it, you know, yeah. like I think that's so important and to be introspective.
2: Uh, and it goes back to breaking it down, right? Because if you go through the day and it's like, well, I hate my job. Well, what do you hate? And now it's like, oh, wait, I actually only really hate these two small parts, but the rest of it is fine. Right. Oh, okay. Right. So then yeah. it is, again, breaking it down into what those smaller things are.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I have absolutely loved this conversation so much so that I've said absolutely 50 times during my- <laughs> Um, but where can everyone learn more about you, find you, follow you, all of that?
2: I'd say the biggest, um, the the easiest way to reach me, I should say, is on Instagram, and my handle there is drinking the whole bottle. And then um, because I'm I'm there daily.
1: <laughs> yeah, you are. I love how much you are That's present, fun. consistent. I'm like, damn, she is on it. Like,
2: <laughs> I respond to all the DMs. I respond to all the comments. Yes. I'm yeah. on drinking the whole bottle very presently on a daily basis um and then the website to www.drinkingthewholebottle.com um that's where all of my blog is and that's where all sorts of fun motivational inspiring reads on the blog there
1: awesome so wonderful well thank you so much for taking your time to do this and share your story and i hope you have a wonderful day and Thank you again so much. Thanks so much for having All me. Right. Bye. Bye.
0: Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Living Your Most Badass Life Podcast. Please be sure to leave a review, learn more about our community at badassbookbesties.com, follow me on Facebook at the Bookaholic Besties Podcast and on Instagram at badass bestie. If you know someone amazing that you'd like for me to interview or have any badass ideas, I'd love to hear it. Send me a DM or email me at most podcast at gmail.com. Until next time, besties, always keep your bookshelf and beer glass full.